Hello everyone and welcome to Queer Beats to Overanalyze and Get Anxious To. This is a weekly music podcast that focuses on artists that aren't heterosexual and or cisgender. I'm your queer host, Ben Wayne, and I use he, him pronouns. Now, let's talk some tunes. In this episode, I dive into Alaska Thunderfuck's 2019 album, Vagina. Alaska Thunderfuck is a drag performer that came to attention while being a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race and the, I don't know if it's considered a spinoff, but RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, and her name comes from the strain of cannabis called Alaskan Thunderfuck. This is her third studio album, and yes, I know Alaska is a drag queen, but while performing and releasing music, she is using her drag persona, and as such, I will be using she, her pronouns throughout the episode. Not all queer music needs to be overly serious or deeply personal, And I see this album as a celebration of camp excess and tongue-in-cheek self-aware silliness. While it may come off as less valuable than quote-unquote real music, I will always argue that even if there are songs about social media, walking into clubs, or loving just a print, that doesn't make it any less valid than any other form of music. It's still art because it makes you feel something. I picked this because it's a really fun campy album that actually has a lot of depth and layers to it once you get past the almost neon plastic shine. Vagina, Everybody Wants to Fuck Me, Cellulite, and The Land of the Midnight Sun are the songs I've picked to look into this episode. So we'll start with the song that kicks off the album and shares the album's title, Vagina, which I see as a cumulated response to 45's continued assault on women throughout his entire presidency, specifically regarding the entire grab them by the pussy, all that bullshit, because in this song, one of the lyrics is the pussy grabs back, and you know, the hands up, bow down to vagina, the support and allyship with the Me Too movement or the Time's Up movement, talking about how there's a different wave because of social media for good and for ill there's a new wave of i hesitate to say the word because it has been co-opted and used in such a derogatory and negative way but in a form of social justice in that regard i also think one of my favorite lyrics is something along the lines of well without men there would be no babies but all the dinosaurs on jurassic park were ladies if you're not familiar with jurassic park a i recommend you see it it's a good movie and it holds up effects wise b all the dinosaurs that they genetically made were made to be female so they couldn't reproduce but through evolutionary means and i can't remember the full reasoning they were still able to create more of themselves so this is a play on that like and don't really need men they're not really useful i love that it's just an aggressive worshiping and loving vagina now i see the next song everybody wants to fuck me as a critique and frustration of being sucked into these kind of parasocial relationships that social media can breed in the sense that alaska is now a product on social media to sell her body even one of the lyrics is just use me that's what my body's here for to show that people that use social media we are the products because it's a quote-unquote free service but there's the targeted advertising there is the invasion of privacy for the advertising there's the harvesting of data all that good stuff and i think it's also interesting that it's kind of a like it sounds very self-aggrandizing and very 
arrogant in a way because the whole chorus is everybody wants to fuck me everybody wants to fuck me but the rest of the lyrics are all kind of saying how difficult it is to maintain that persona like i spend all day looking at pictures of myself and i spend all night looking at pictures of myself because everybody wants to fuck me and so it's almost like alaska is stuck in this loop of well if i want to maintain relevance and for people to keep paying attention to me i have to constantly be online and constantly engage with people i mean sexual and being used and and commodified in a way that is constant it's it's not a one and done product that can be enjoyed it's it's because there is so much content and there is so much fighting for everyone's attention. I mean, look at me, I'm fighting for your attention for these small moments of time. She has to constantly be updating, making sure people are aware. At one point, she says, my thumb's going numb from all the social because she's constantly on social media platforms, making sure that her presence is perennial. And that takes a huge toll on your psyche and your time. If you're using it so much that your thumb is going numb, that's probably not a good sign. And also, you know, the, the Paris Parasitic almost drive in that addiction of social media and applications in that way because she starts singing a hundred million likes and I still don't feel complete a hundred thousand dollars and I still don't feel complete because it's almost like a false validation. Oh, okay, this got enough likes. That's great. But because the attention span is so short and because I can't hang on my laurels for even a minute, it's immediately discarded because you're chasing that high of, okay, well, I got this many likes and this much engagement. Clearly I can get more. Her self-perpetuating loop of mental misery in a way to constantly keep up. Because I think she's self-aware that like this is not healthy and this is not good. But going to the chorus, everybody wants to fuck me. And sometimes it's it's nice to have that feeling of wanting of being wanted by so many people. And again, just falls into that addictive cycle of constantly looking for that almost. It's almost like using Splenda instead of sugar, where like your body is tricked to thinking it's having real sugar, and then you crave more because you're not actually getting the thing that your body wants or needs. To me, that's what I kind of see it as. It's like, oh, I've got this internet validation, and that's going to supplant my internal love and validation, but it's so short-lived I have to constantly keep seeking it out. A beautiful love song for fat and chubby people comes with Cellulite. I think it's a really fun song that explicitly embraces fatness, and as a person who is a little, who is chubby, it's really nice to see that in songs and actually see it as, I think at some points fetishized, which can be a little off-putting, but to me, I don't see it as much of a fetish fetishization. That is a hard word to say for me. As opposed to a celebration and kind of calling these people out of, yeah, you, especially cis gay men, there's kind of this, maybe not unspoken, but there's this kind of expectation that all of them have to be trim, have to be fit, have to be athletic, have to have the bodies of Adonises. And I understand there are many different subcultures within the gay community, within the queer community, but I think what is common, and especially when it comes to porn, unless it is specifically like a niche porn like bears or specifically looking up fat or chubby, they are all ripped with little body fat, perfect teeth, perfect everything, their skin is flawless. And this song is like, your ass is so fat, you got cellulite. And they don't say it as a form of disrespect. They're like, yes, 
we want a really fat ass because a lot of people, if they want to admit it or not, are attracted to chubby and fat people. And because of the conditioning we're grown up with, that's seen as somehow morally wrong. When if, if everyone's happy and enjoying themselves and consenting, why does it matter? Finally, we have a sincere post-breakup song, and I think this is unique because it is sung from the perspective of the person that initiated the breakup, meaning they were the ones that broke up with the other person, or at least this is how I interpret it. Because th throughout, she's apologizing that she didn't tell this person she was going to go away, or that she was distant, and so that could be, you know, metaphorical for her realizing the relationship wasn't working and checking out emotionally or mentally, but not telling this other person until it got to a boiling point and the person noticed like, hey, you're not really here anymore. You're not with me. Or it could be a physical. She left and didn't really tell this person about it, and she feels regret and remorse. And there can be times when, for most people, breaking up with someone or ending things doesn't feel good. It can be as clean and simple and well thought out and accepted by all parties. It can still suck and it can fucking hurt. Like anything in life, it's a skill you have to learn. I'm not surprised that there are people, including myself, that look back on times when we've ended things or broken up with people and I'm like, yeah, that was kind of a shitty way for me to do that. I didn't have the right equipment or right way in which to handle this situation. And depending on how it goes, you can't really go back. I see this song as mourning that relationship and regretting how it ended. I don't think she regrets the relationship ending. I think she regrets how it ended. And also I see the the title and the, the chorus talking about the land of the midnight sun melding these paradoxes of, you know, at midnight the sun is not out, but this is a land of the midnight sun, and so there could be a part of her that is wanting to stay stagnant. Again, this could all be internal and mental and metaphorical of her checking out, but not wanting to end things. So it could also be her just apologizing, like, I know this is shitty and I've checked out, but I don't want to let go. I want to stay in this weird limbo. But I think it could also be a way of making the choice of not making a choice, meaning she is left and is waiting for the other person to make the call. But now it's time for me to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening, and please feel free to reach out with your own interpretations, opinions, or recommendations. You can find me on Instagram at Queer Beats Podcast. I'm most active on that, and I pick a new song each week to highlight, so if you don't have time to listen to a whole album, but you want to check out some new music, that's definitely something you should look into. You can also send me an email to queerbeatspodcast at gmail.com. I hope you have a great day, and you keep those positive vibes going. Take care.